your Bible this morning. Judges chapter 11 again. And we continue down this road through the record of the judges. Chapter 11 and this morning reading only verse 5 through verse 11 in this record of Jephthah. Verse 5, And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Tob. And they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, Did not ye hate me and expel me out of my father's house? Why are you come unto me now when you're in distress? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, If ye bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord deliver them before me, shall I be your head? The elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, The Lord be witness between us. If we do not, so according to thy words. And Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Stand with me and sing with me again, please. Hymn number 475. against me rise 
and for remove me from my God. Break, break, O oh Lord, these tyrant chains and set the struggling captive free. Reading from everlasting pain and bring me safe to heaven and Thank you. Be seated. Out of the land of God. Verse 6. Bring me home again. Verse 7. Verse 9. The title of the message. Out of the land of God. Bring me home again. What? Does it mean to be brought out of the land of talk? What does it mean? What does it mean to be brought out of the land of talk? We saw last week that Ammon has begun to make war, verse 4, to make war against Israel. We saw that in the face of that threat, serious, serious threat, as I said to you, most historians draw from this lesson, from this text, and from others that they meant this time not only to distress them, but to annihilate them entirely. And in the face of that threat, we saw God's providence last week, that God's providence had prepared a deliverer in the person of Jephthah. And in that blessed word in verse 5, I have not, probably will not, but I would love for someone to write a sermon entitled Fetching Time. Because in that verse, in verse 5, they went to fetch Jephthah. It was fetching time. <laughs> time to fetch him up. And now beginning in verse 5 again today, the record takes up with the details of that momentous return, that momentous fetching. And I would ask and hope to answer in the message from our text this question once more. What does it mean to be brought out of the land of Tob? Verse 6. And to come home again. Verse 9. 
Oh, what a picture. I know some of you are anxious that I should get on with the controversies in this chapter, but I seem not able to get past these blessed pictures of salvation. The glorious gospel in the Old Testament. What a picture of our salvation. What does it mean? To be brought out of the land of Tob. Number one in my outline. Whatever it is, this deliverance, this being brought out of the land of Tob, this being brought home again, whatever it is, number one, it is a restoration and reinstallment of station. Station. Now there's a word we don't here used in our modern dialogue very much, used to be more common in our country, in our land, and in our language. Used to be that we talked about men of station. We talked about a man holding a station, place, a very significant place. Well, to be brought out of the land of Tob and to be brought home again for Jephthah was a restoration, a reinstallment of his station. You see, Jephthah in verse 1 of this chapter, verse 1 tells us that Jephthah was indeed the son of an harlot. But before that, we are told that he is a Gileadite. He was the son of Gilead. <laughs> and in the economy of Israel, even that ignominious attachment of being the son of a harlot does not reduce him to the place of an utter outcast no, not even to the place of a servant. His is still an attachment to his father's household. He was, after all, the son of Gilead. But he's in the land of Tom. He's been driven out. Of that place. And lost his station. In Israel. Oh what a blessed picture here. Of our glorious salvation. You see we too. Spiritually. Are sons of an harlot. By our first birth. In Adam, we are born into shame and disgrace and the loss of our station. Through the sin of our father, Adam, our father, like Jephthah's father, turned us out into sin. We, too, 
are by our first birth sons of a harlot and wrapped up in the depravity of Adam's sin. Oh, but by sovereign covenant arrangement, our God has purposed in the eternal counsels of his eternal purposes to bring us home, to have us out of the land of Tob and by his divine operations, that was a term that I used in the message on last week, by his divine operations, he has orchestrated it all. Oh, ours, like Jephthah's, will be a full reinstallment to our station as the sons of God. Hallelujah. What is it to come out of the land of Tom? Oh, it's to be reinstated. <laughs> reinstalled. Hallelujah. Oh, First John chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. Call the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when we shall, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. But right now, already in the present tense, we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. We've been reinstated. We've been reinstalled. To that station that Adam had before the fall. Oh, you remember, I use it in the jailhouse so much. Not because it's just good jail material, but because I love the story so much. And I, I love telling it to folks who's never heard it. That blessed story of the prodigal in Luke chapter 15. You remember he severed, he lost everything. He lost everything. He lost everything. But then, at the end of that story, he came back and he was reinstalled in his station. He said, I'm no more worthy to be called a son. Just make me a hired servant. The father said, no. No. This is my son. This is my son. Oh, there was a full reinstatement. Reinstall. In his station. So then what is it, Jephthah? I would ask you this morning if he were here, what is it, Jephthah? To be called out of the land of Tob. Oh, it's this for sure. It's a restoration. It's a reinstallment of station with God and with men. <laughs> oh, Israel. Israel's going to acknowledge. It's not just God. Israel is going to acknowledge. This one, he will be reinstated. He will be reinstalled. 
and Israel will give testimony to it. All theology 101 this morning. Here's theology 101, Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, that's full reinstallment, full reinstatement to the station that our Father Adam got us cast out of. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. There's Theology 101. All that same chapter, verse 31. What shall we say then to these things? God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him? Also freely give us all things. He would leave nothing out. He's going to give it all back. We're fully, completely reinstated. Because of salvation. Oh, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. Who's he that condemneth? It's Christ that died, yea, rather that's risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Oh, hallelujah, we have an advocate. We've got an attorney that's delivered the papers. Hallelujah. Delivered the papers. Full reinstallment. Oh, what is it? What is it, Jephthah? Tell us this morning, what is it? My brother, what is it to come out of the land of Tom? What is it to go home again? Oh, he would say, could I just testify to you? It's to be fully reinstated to the station. Number two, what else is it? Jephthah, did you tell us something else? Oh, yes, I'd be glad to testify, says Jephthah. It's to reclaim the losses. There's a terrible wording there in verse 7 that casts our mind forward over there to Luke 15 to that prodigal son. Listen to this phrase in verse 7. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Israel, Did not ye hate me and expel me? Expel me out of my father's house. Oh, there was a great loss. Oh, here's a painful loss. Expelled out of my father's house. Here's a great loss, you see, in the Father's house, as in the case of that prodigal in Luke 15, in the Father's house is every provision. And out of the Father's house is every deprivation and loss. I'm telling you that to leave the land of Tom 
over and to go and go back home is to reclaim all of the losses. All the losses. Well, what did we lose? Well, Jephthah's testimony can well be written. What did we lose? Well, we lost rest. Jephthah, you go out there among people that hate you and want to kill you. You go out there. You're not going to get much rest. (laughs) Oh, but listen to me. When he was restored, when he was brought back out of the land of Job, hey, there'll be no more. There'll be no more marching and no more marauding and no more sleeping with one eye open in the midst of his enemies. There'll be peace now. John said it. Did he not so beautifully? John said it in chapter 14. John in chapter 14. And that wonderful word. Verse 27. Peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither be afraid. Peace. Oh, Jephthah, he, he had great losses. He lost rest. He lost his rest. He lost his peace. He lost his light. He was cut off from the, not just from the tabernacle, but even from the people of God. He lost, sent out away from where the oracles of God were. He lost light. Oh, we lost light in our banishment. John chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5. In Him was life and life was the light of men. But listen to verse 5. Light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Lost it. Oh, here's a great loss. Loss of light. But oh, blessed be the Lord when we left out of the land of Tob, when we came home again by the grace of God, light was restored. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, who hath delivered us, hey, he hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Brethren, we were in a place of darkness, but God, by bringing us out of the land of Tob and bringing us home again, he's restored light. Hallelujah. We're not people of darkness anymore. John chapter 8. Verse 12. John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Oh, to come out of the land of Tob, to come back home again, 
is to come back into life. John chapter 14, verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father hath sent in my name, he shall teach thee all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said. We've got an internal teacher. We're not in the darkness anymore. We're in light. But oh, here's the blessed verse. I'll give you this one and move on. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness. But now, ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Oh, there's great loss. There's great loss in being managed to talk. Oh, but to come home again. The light's restored. There's a loss of water and food. Jephthah, you get out there in the wilderness and just make do the best you can. There's no constant supply. There's no market for you to go to. There's no family vineyard for you to draw from. You're going out there where there's no food or water. Remember what happened to the prodigal son? I can never tell it. I loved it. I love to tell it, but I can never tell it and not weep. That boy's down there in a hog pen. He said, I wish I could just eat some of this whole slop. But they won't let me. And he got so hungry. He got so hungry. All of you parents that's got boys, you know what it is when a boy gets hungry. Lord of mercy. Don't let a boy get hungry. They get hungry often, don't they? He had nothing to eat. And couldn't do anything about it. And he remembered what it was like at home. At home. Jeff had no water, he had no food. Like the prodigal. But guess what? He's going home. He's going home. Verse 9, if you bring me back home again. Oh, how full that word must have been with meaning when he spoke it. Home. (laughs) Oh, what a blessed word in the Hebrew it is. Home. Family. Oh, we were in that land of talk, but now, but now, but now. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 13. But now, one of the elders answered saying unto him, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple and He that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Listen to verse 16. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne. Oh, hallelujah. He shall feed them and He shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. Not God, God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. They'll never be hungry again. How many times, Brother John, have you come to the place of prayer and hungry? Lord, I'm, Lord, I'm, I just need a, a morsel. I just need a morsel. Crumbs from the master's table. No more. No more said the writer in Revelation chapter 7, never again, they're not going to be hungry or thirsty ever again. What a loss when you're off in the land of talk, but restored when you come home again. What else? Well, no freebooting. What other loss? Well, he lost everything, so he had to be out there, but no more freebooting. He's gonna have food and wine. The greatest loss of hope was the loss of hope. No more hope. Jephthah's life, Jephthah's life out there in the land of Tob was a life of constant threat and danger. I used the expression earlier. He had to sleep with one eye open, as it were, all the time. Loss of hope. Oh, but blessed be our God. Now he's coming back home. And guess what? He's going to be sleeping among his own. There's every hope for God that he'll help him and bless him. Hallelujah. Hope has been restored. Oh, brother, a return from the land of Tob means a Reclamation of all our losses. <laughs> Adam and Eve had every confidence before the fall. You remember this? Ever thought of this? Adam and Eve had every confidence that at the end of every day in the cool of evening, God was coming to see them. Come and visit. <laughs> They lost that. They lost that confidence. Sometimes we as born again believers, we suffer that same loss, don't we? We come to the place of prayer and because of the land of Tob that still dwells in us. We don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to visit. That he's going to come and commune with us. Confidence was shattered in the land of Tall. But oh, hallelujah. Now, now he has every hope when he goes back home. Psalm 42 and verse 11. Why art thou cast down on my soul? 
Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope, hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Oh, hope, hope has been restored. Psalm 119, verse 114. Thou art my hiding place, my shield. I hope in thy word. All hope has been restored. Over there in Romans chapter 15, in the New Testament, Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. All hope was gone. Yep, the, but he's going home. He's going home now. He's getting out of the land of talk. Chapter 5 of that same book, Romans chapter 5, verse 4. Patience works experience, and experience works hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which He giveth unto us. And now, now, we have hope. Oh, there's a great loss. I could go on and on. I could read for you First Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. I could read for you First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. On and on I could go telling you this morning how that hope has been restored. This was a great loss. This was a great loss. But now I've left the land of Tob. I'm going home, says Jephthah. And all of my losses are going to be restored. I'm just trying to show you through Jephthah this morning that a coming out of Tob is a reclamation of losses. Number three. Coming out of Tob is a relief. A relief from wandering and strife. <laughs> it is in the fullest sense of every possible conception in your mind. It is going home. I just love that expression, going home. Going home. Oh, what a wretched life it has been for dear old Jephthah. Wandering in a foreign land. Every man his enemy. No place of a calm retreat. Wandering, wandering, moving, having to constantly shift and shuffle and move. But coming out of the land of Tom, the wandering is over. <laughs> oh, he's going home. In some measure, even before this forced exile, because of his birth, he was never fully home. 
with all that that entails. Because you see, Deuteronomy 23 and verse 2 said, A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to his tenth generation shall he not enter into the congregation of the Lord. So even before his exile into the land of Tob, he never really was in the fullest sense home because he was barred by his birth from the tabernacle of God. But hallelujah, I'm here to announce to you from this text this morning, he is well and truly going home. He's not only going to be in the congregation of the Lord, he's going to be over the congregation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Sovereign grace. Hear me now. Hear me now. This is worth hearing. Sovereign grace has worked what sovereign law seemed to make impossible. I enjoy reading all the commentaries dealing with this. Trying to explain and understand the inexplicable and the uh, that which can't be understood. How that the law had said a bastard can't go in, but God brought him in. Hallelujah. I don't think it, to my mind, it doesn't need any explanation. Just adoration. I said sovereign grace made possible what sovereign law seemed to make impossible. <laughs> God called him home. Amen. Oh, what a glorious day when sovereign grace makes possible what sovereign law seemed to make impossible. I couldn't come. I wouldn't come. I didn't even want to come. But sovereign grace called me out of the land of Tobit and into home. Sovereign grace did that. God did that. Hallelujah. If I weren't an old man, I'd have a running fit. Psalm 68, verse 4 and 5. Sing unto the Lord. Sing praises to His name. It's told Him that rideth upon the heavens by His name, Job, and rejoice before Him. Oh, listen. He's a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in His holy habitation. Hallelujah. He's called me home. I was fatherless. Living in a land of banishment. But God called me home. John 14 verse 2, you know what he said, in my father's house, in my father's house, my father's house. That's home. That's home. In my father's house are many mansions. Oh, I've go, I've gone to prepare a place for you. Where? In my father's house. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. It is reported commonly. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5 
and verse 1, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. <laughs> and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And I watched this verse 2 yesterday on the front porch of Brother Oliver's house. I watched it. For in this we groan, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is in heaven. <laughs> oh, return home. Return home is relief from wandering. Oh, there'll be no more wandering, Jephthah. You don't have to be restless anymore. You're going home. Home at last. That is what it means when he said in verse 9, if you bring me home again. Oh, remember blessed Jacob? <laughs> I preached recently on this. Blessed old Jacob found himself in a forced exile. Genesis 27, 42, and 43. And for 20 years there he was. But oh, what a change. What a change. When you get to Genesis chapter 33, I want you to see these words. He's coming home. He's coming home. Verse 1 of 33, Genesis, Jacob lift up his eyes. He looked. Behold, Esau came. And with him 400 men. And he divided the children under Leah and under Rachel and under the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost and Leah and her children after and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. And he passed over before them. Where's he going? Going home. It's been 20 years. He's going home. He bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Verse 4. Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. What are they weeping for? He's home. He's coming home. He's coming home. I love sometimes. You say you're a sentimental old fool. God bless you. I sure am. I love sometimes to go over there on YouTube and pull up old George Johnson, listen to him sing that song, Supper Time. I'm going home, he said. I'm going home. Well, could I just give you one more answer to my question this morning? What does it mean to come out of Tob? Finally, number four, it means rulership. <laughs> rulership. Oh, it was never before possible. 
Here is going to be a rulership that was never before possible. Oh, said Jephthah in verse 6, before I, before I wasn't even worthy to be in the congregation. And now you want me to be the captain, verse 6, and the head, verse 7. That's just unthinkable. <laughs> it sure is. Oh, yes, it's unthinkable, Jephthah. But it's true. It's true, my dear brother. Oh, look at the words in verse 10 and 11. Chapter 11, Judges, verse 10 and 11. And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, The Lord be witness. And that word literally translates hearer. If you have a good old King James with the marginal reading, it's a hearer between us. The Lord be a hearer. The Lord's a listening. If we do not so according to thy words, then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him head and captain over them. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that a deliverance out of the land of Tob and a going back home again is a rulership that was never before possible. <laughs> you want me to be the head and captain? That's right. That's right. But wait. Can I just tell you, my friend, Ephesians chapter 2 at verse 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past. Can I just insert a parenthetical here in the land of Tom? Ye being in time past in the land of Tom. Gentiles in the flesh who are uncircumcised by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hand, that at that time, at that time, ye were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, shut out, bless your heart, and strangers from the covenants of promise, dear old Jephthah. Here's the biography of Jephthah. But listen, having no hope, didn't I tell you that? And now, without God in the world, but verse 13, but now, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off, hallelujah, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Oh, listen. Not just made nigh. But wait, that's not all. If that, as if that were not everlastingly good news enough. That's not all. We're not just made nigh. Oh, that's a wonderful report to get. We've been made nigh. We've been living out in the wilderness. But it's not just that. Listen to Revelation chapter 5, chapter 1 and verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. Hey, verse 6. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. 
To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Oh, brother, I wasn't just made nigh. When I got called out of the land of God, brother, and I got brought home, I wasn't just made nigh. I was made to rule. I was made to rule. Hallelujah. Oh, you remember that prodigal son? It's in chapter 15, verse 22, when he got home with the father say, Kill the fatted lamb. Oh yeah, the boy's hungry. We got to feed him. Oh, put some clothes on him. He's lost his clothes. The moron's been so deep down in the valley of sand. He lost his shoes. Go get him some shoes. But wait a minute. Go get that signet ring and put it on him. Signet ring. He's in the royal family. <laughs> I don't know if that does to you what it does to me. Oh, to come out of the land of Tom. To come home. It's a rulership that was never before possible. We're going to make these aliens. Isn't that what Paul called them? Called us? He said you were aliens. Outside the covenants. I'm not just going to bring you now. I'm going to make you a ruler. A king. A priest. Oh, what is it this morning? What is it to come out of the land to talk? What is it to come home again? Jephthah. I think I think the hymn hymnist said it all when he said these words. Sweet is the friendly voice which speaks the words of life and peace that bids me the penitent rejoice and sin and sorrow cease. No healing balm on earth like this can cheer the contrite heart. No flattering dreams of earthly bliss such pure delight impart. Thou still art merciful and kind. Thy mercy, Lord, reveal the broken heart that grace can bind. The wounded spirit heal. Let thy bright presence, Lord, restore true peace within my breast. Conduct me in the path that leads to everlasting rest. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it, Jephthah? Could you testify? What is it to come out of the land of talk? Go home again. Oh, it's all of this. All of this and much more. God willing, we'll take up the can next week. Turn with me again. Stand with me, please. In your hymn book and Turn to him number 467.
O thou that hearest when sinners cry, though all my crimes before thee lie, behold them not with angry look, but blot their memory from thy book. Sinners cry, though my crimes before thee lie, behold them not with angry look, but blot their memory from thy mood. Create my nature pure within, and form my soul averse to sin. Let thy good spirit never depart, nor hide thy presence from my heart. I cannot live without thy light. Cast out and vanish from thy sight. Thy holy joys my God restore. And guard me that I fall no Though I have grieved thy spirit, Lord, his help and comfort still afford, and let a wretch come near thy throne and plead the merits of thy son. Uh-huh. <clears throat> 